He's Scott. He's Lee. And we're here to save the movies. Episode number two. Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So this week we watched Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea, the uh, Rennie Harlan underrated classic. Who's Rennie Harlan? Ren, Remy, Rennie. Uh, he's the director. Rennie Harlan. Okay. I'm glad somebody knows. Uh, that. Well, you know, I took notes. <laughs> <laughs> sure you did. Okay. So, um, so the plot of the movie here is that um, these scientists have created super intelligent sharks. Yeah. Although I guess they're more like regular intelligence people. They're not, <laughs> they're, not, they're not building death rays, but okay. That's, that's very intelligent for that's a shark. That's true, that's true. <laughs> they're smart enough to be mean. <laughs> they're smart enough to be mean. <laughs> and over the course of the movie, these sharks are going to eat a lot of people. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Um, so, I mean, this is kind of in the same vein as, as Killer Clowns, right? We, we have... <laughs> Well, I mean, it's 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 a you know it's, that it's kind of a horror movie. It's a People horror movie. It's a horror adventure movie right. with the monsters. They're in this case, they're clowns instead of sharks. Right. <laughs> I mean, sharks. I didn't mean of that the sharks were from space. But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, you know, it is. It is the same thing. And, and I think people don't have a lot of respect for this genre of <laughs> no monsters, monster movies. I think monster movies get a, a, a bum rap because there's so many bad ones, but there's so many bad everything. Right. I would agree with that. Um, Let's see. What's, so what's next here? So um, so we talked about this. So we'll summarize. So really, it's a it's a good adventure uh, movie. Um, I guess we uh, first thing we want to talk about is, of course, our mission statement here is, as I've mentioned before, is to uh, make people to not to not ironically appreciate the movies to to actually appreciate these movies. <laughs> I get right. really sick of people ironically appreciating movies. I mean, there's plenty of movies that are bad that are fun to watch, but there's movies that are generally good, and this is, I think, a genuinely good movie. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the movie, and I don't I don't feel ashamed about it. No, not the at movie. all. It was a good movie. So, um, so I think what we're going to do here is just kind of give a brief overview of the movie, talk about our uh, pros and cons, right? And then generally we'll, of the movie. Then and we'll then do our spoilers alert. So if you'd like to watch the movie at that point, yes, please go ahead and then come back. And Which we recommend to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> yes, definitely watch the movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> Or not. Just listen to us. That's true. You can just listen to us, but... Uh... You don't have to watch the movie. <laughs> All right, so what is Despite your con? What is your con, Scott? Okay. Uh, this movie was pretty heavy on science garbage. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people talking about... <laughs> Genetics. Genetics. And brains. Vaguely. <laughs> and proteins. And- <laughs> and like the structural integrity of pillars, so it's a little. It's a little, which I guess is engineering more than science, but yeah, the pillar one at least was was a pretty solid plot point, right? Yeah, and that might be an accurate <laughs> measurement. I don't know, but um, there's a lot of science babble here. Yeah, like yeah. more than there really needs to be. I think. Yeah, I call that the Jurassic Park effect, which is Jurassic Park spends a heck of a lot of time talking about like I mean, even has like an animated sequence. Done pretty well, where it looks like it's like an educational film strip, but it's clearly really trying to just justify this is a movie with dinosaurs. <laughs> really, the movie's just like this is a movie with sharks doing stuff that sharks wouldn't normally do. Um, I don't find there's a lot of it, but there is probably more than I needed. But it doesn't over overdo it, but it definitely does a lot of it. I felt like it was a little too much. Okay. Um, I think Jurassic Park had like the appropriate amount of, <laughs> of science bullshit. <laughs> Um, and these guys went a little bit overboard. Mm, I can see that. 
but I mean, it, it's fine, I guess. Um, and Jurassic Park, by the way, is probably something that's going to come up a few times because I felt like there were some similarities. Oh yeah, well, it's a similar genre of uh, science making monsters, that's and true. then everything going wrong. Right, but it felt like there were a few scenes that were like specifically based on parts of Jurassic Park. I don't know. I mean, it's such. I think it's more along the lines of uh, Jurassic Park is such an archetype okay. that I think it really taps into a lot of the. The similarity struck me. We'll, right, right. We'll talk about it after okay, the break. Okay, okay. When we get to that stuff. All right. Do I have another con? Electricity did not <laughs> seem to follow all of the laws of physics <laughs> in this movie. It's movie logic. It's movie electricity. It is. It does different things. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do that thing where the, it like it glowed, where it glowed. Oh yeah. You know, well, like well, like right. lightning and stuff. <laughs> That's true. I they mean, didn't go as far as they could have. No, no, it was fairly <laughs> subdued in that way. <laughs> all right, I think that's all my cons. All right, well, uh, my con would be... I don't know, I'm really having a hard time thinking of one. I mean, it's a little slow at the beginning when setting things up, but it. Uh, if I was going to pick, like, little cons, it'd be like, for example, there's a character and he's, like, the most brilliant man on Earth, or whatever, and he doesn't really do anything. Yeah. That's a little, like... He barely speaks. Right. And there is a con, I would say, that, that you can tell, I think, some parts where the movie was edited and, and reshot. Not in, like, real obvious ways, but the, where the story kind of changes. Uh, of course, the the part, like, at the beginning with, like, Ronnie Cox just sitting there next to Samuel Jackson <laughs> and not not saying anything, not really doing anything, not even really emoting. Um, it's almost like he just stumbled on a set and sat down, and they were just like, well, we'll shoot around him. Yeah. <laughs> that part's a little weird. Like he was stoned or something. <laughs> and he so, might have been. He might have been. Um, so that's like close as I have to a con. Yeah. I, Beyond I would, your science stuff. Mm, yeah. I'd agree with like the early part of the movie. The, the acting was very wooden for a while. For a little bit. It was a little bit uh, set up. Uh, so and then, of you course... do have to kind of push through that first part, I think. Yeah. And, of course, our favorite part of the movie, I think we both agree on this. 100%. <laughs> this is not, I don't think, any dissent... It's well, LL Cool J. Oh, yeah. Being awesome. Absolutely. Every scene he's in is a delight. <laughs> I loved his acting. I loved his character. Um, I love every scene he is. I think he's got some really compelling scenes. He's almost, he's the, the not to get too spoilery, but he's the, the black guy who dies as hero. <laughs> I really <laughs> like that aspect. Yeah, they really subverted your expectations yeah. here. Um, and yeah, I definitely agree. LL Cool J makes this movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's no Deep Blue Sea without LL no, Cool J. No, I mean, it goes from a good movie to a great movie when he when he shows up. Yeah, yeah. right. You know. Uh, are we, anything else? Uh, before oh, we get yeah, into spoilers? You um, I felt like the movie had pretty good suspense at parts. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, I think... Uh, I mean, there were parts where it was a little overdone. Um, yeah. But a few of those scenes with the sharks had a good, had yeah. a good pace to them. I thought the pacing was solid. I, the pacing on this movie, even though the beginning's a little slow, it's not slow in that plotting way, which can bug me in other movies. You know, yeah. where it's just like... Like, this one, even when it was slow, it still felt like they were establishing things. Like, they weren't just... It's yeah, always it plotting just, where I it's I feel kinda, like they felt too long. Like, they spent too long doing it. I think they felt they spent a, lot, a little too long doing it. But I also felt like at least it, it was moving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So a minor complaint. Yes. Yeah. And I, I thought the shark scenes were mostly pretty decent. I thought, yeah, the shark scenes were pretty good. I thought the special effects is a little bit from the, was it like 2000 that this came out? Yeah, 99. 99. 
a little bit once in a while I'll be like oh that's a little bit CGI but then I'm also like I know they didn't really have killer sharks so I'm not really that worried about <laughs> <Right>. it <laughs> and I love like Ray Harryhausen like you know movies and stop motion models so I'm not going to complain that I'm like a good effort was made <laughs> well right. right and going back to Jurassic Park again right. uh, the dinosaurs in there were crazy impressive yeah in uh, 93 I think yeah um, so compared to that I mean the sharks are a little flat but but you know, Jurassic Park was also a huge mainstream I mean yeah, Jurassic, I don't know Jurassic Park was a defining this, so yeah it's... yeah 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 I doubt this movie had a Jurassic <laughs> Park budget <laughs> I'm just picturing the guy pitching the movie going imagine Jurassic Park <laughs> but it's a shark instead well <laughs> and it's underwater well there was that uh, movie that was uh, floated around Hollywood for a while like about the Megalon Megalodon and uh the it was like because there was a book was called Meg. Something? No, no. There's literally a, a book called Meg, and it's about a giant megalodon shark. Okay. And uh, there was floated around, and one of the things Hollywood used to call it was Jurassic Shark. Oh, and okay. so, uh, so you know, I think there's some element. <laughs> I don't know if someone pitched it like this is Jurassic Park with sharks, but it wouldn't be a bad pitch. Sure. Yeah. I All imagine right. there are a lot of those pitches. Yeah. After Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. It's Jurassic Park with. Uh, Ninjas. <laughs> I'd watch that. I'd watch that. <laughs> Welcome to Ninja Park. The handler's like trying to calm the ninjas. <laughs> Shoot her! <laughs> the ninja cage is empty. No, it's not. <laughs> They've been testing the fence for weaknesses systematically. Hollywood, <laughs> you can call us. We'll write this for you, by the way, Hollywood. We'll write... <laughs> Ninja, Ninja Park, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> on retainer? Or on re- something? Yeah, we'll is figure that, it out. Is that a thing for... I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it for the first part of the show. All right. So, so we'll, we'll break here for... Um, if, you, if you parts. care. <laughs> go, go watch Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Quick. Quick. My hat is like a shark's yeah. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark's fin. Time we kind of went through the movie scene by scene, right? Right, right, which was okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, this time we'd like to introduce just like a favorite scene and a least favorite scene, okay, for each of us. Um, I think my least favorite scene was that first scene with Sam Jackson and um, the office scene, yeah. I, I, I agree with you because it really doesn't accomplish very much. Right. Um, it that like you can literally have that same conversation in the helicopter really truncated like quick just just right they could just cut that like, I, five I th- minutes out of the movie it would have been fine I think that was from a, I think that's from a different version of the movie because you don't have Ronnie Cox just be there I think there was I think there was elements that 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 and that scene kind of they just used it they kind of salvaged it but I think that it's clearly I think from a different production yeah and maybe just so Ronnie Cox was still in it yeah <laughs> Oh, that's right? true. Well, he's not they credited, this though. guy in there. They're like, well, we got to do something with this now. Because he really just sits there and yeah. says nothing. Right. He doesn't even, like, he doesn't even, like, it's like, you know, Samuel Jackson could just be the boss. He could literally be just the guy. Yeah, right. It's a weird, it's a weird throwback. Because they never mention him again. No. It's like, you don't want to say, like, well, Mr. Smith said something. You're Mr. Smith's lap dog. It's like, it never comes up. It's like, he's just a superfluous character in a superfluous scene. Yeah. Anyway, because uh, they already spent while they're in the the lab, they explained over and over. It's like 
couple times like well we're doing there's research for this about Alzheimer's and brain activity so it's like you've already explained it you don't why'd you explain it before is that weird thing where you sometimes I think that's executive meddling sometimes I think executives really like to over explain something like you can see them sitting around going like well we better make sure they really understand this point oh so you think it's a lack of faith in the American people I, I think that's the audiences. There's a thing in Hollywood um, where science fiction, and you'll see this if you watch a science fiction movie or fantasy movie, almost all of them will have an intro where it basically explains the premise of the movie. And then if you actually took that intro out, the movie could be exactly the same because it will explain itself some point in the in the moment. Like, uh, I don't know, there's another movie that we'll probably do at one point, uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice with uh, Nicolas Cage. I really like that movie. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? I have. I really like that movie. And it starts with a narrative, like a scroll that explains the story, and then it's completely unnecessary. You could literally watch the movie, and you can tell executives are like, you better spell it out. That's interesting. Do you think Star Wars didn't need the intro scroll? No. Well, yeah, but that's a different one, because that's sort of a, an homage to the pulp tradition that it comes from, and also it doesn't really over-explain things. It really lays the foundation for a weird fantasy so it's okay. It's not too bad. It's very quick. It's sort of an homage. You could probably take it out and still follow that plot because you'd follow it pretty quickly. True. But, you know, it's also not overdone. It's, 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 in that case, it's a very deliberate homage. I do know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's this is a very common sci-fi movie problem. I guarantee you, <laughs> I even with the... It, it was like a, a problem here. Dark so. City. Have you ever seen Dark City? Uh, yeah. It's a great movie, and Dark City opens with... Kiefer Sutherland and telling you what the premise of the movie is. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, I can discover this on my own. This is actually meant to be discovered. Yeah, I prefer own. it that way. Right. And it's like it's, or um, uh, there's another one I can't think of right now. But uh, Throw me in the deep end. I'm fine with right. it. Right. Yeah, I can handle it. But it happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, so what was your least favorite scene? Well, I, I'm, uh, that, I guess, would be the boardroom. Uh, I didn't care for... I don't know. I don't really have a least favorite scene. I mean, the boardroom scene kind of pointless. Um, I mean, I can you can cut some of that party stuff, but none of it drags for me too badly. Um, so I think the least favorite scene really is that boardroom, which because it's just so superfluous, it doesn't really accomplish anything. Okay. I feel like our favorite scene is going to be the uh, same. It too. better be because <laughs> that's what the movie is. So, so it opens with um, I, you know this movie opens. The same way Killer Clowns sort of, yeah, I mean, it opens up to me like classical modulators, these teens on a boat oh, partying. Yeah. And to me... I completely put that out of my head. <laughs> I, I love that opening because it's such a great homage to like the idea of like the monster movie classics. And then the shark almost kills him and then Thomas Jane as the shark expert saves him. Right. So, you know, but it, it sort of like introduces the shark, introduces the danger... And even Curtis subverts it as like, man, you know, if only you, you were lucky enough to have Tommy Jane around when you're being stalked by, like, Freddy Krueger, you might have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> he is the shark expert. He is the shark expert. Uh, I think there's a part there that you didn't see, uh, but it looked like one of the, the extras that was, like, part of the young couple headbutted the girl <laughs> as they were falling off the boat. I could see so, that. And they I just kept it. Well, I mean, it, it fits, right? It's like you're like they're panicky teens being attacked by a giant shark. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So my favorite scene was the one where LL Cool J yeah. blows up a shark. Oh, is that your favorite scene? <laughs> my favorite scene is LL Cool J fighting to survive it while he's trapped in an oven. I still like that scene okay. a little better. I think that scene's really awesome because... 
when I first saw this movie years ago, that was the scene that really sold me on the movie. Before that, I was watching, and I was like, this is pretty good. But, like, that part where he's, like, trapped in the oven, and he's like, I'm not going to die. <laughs> and he, he, he kills the shark. Even not only does he escape, he actually kills the shark. And I was just like, well, now all bets are off. I don't know what to expect in this movie. Well, yeah, I guess I was conflating those as, like, the same scene. No, because when you... Oh, you're talking about the blow-up, that scene? Yeah, okay, not the yeah. one. That, yeah. He blows up the shark. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the shark he blows <laughs> not, up the Not band. the last scene. No. Yeah, that's the same scene then. Yeah, yeah. Right. We're definitely he's in the board. oven. He, like, hacks his way into that's the right. oven. And then... It's a little... There wasn't enough gas to blow up a shark, probably. Well, but it's Whatever. Hollywood gas. <laughs> sure. It's Hollywood gas it's movie again. Gas. Yeah. I mean, things don't blow up. I mean, when the helicopter blows up in this scene, <laughs> it blows up. I'm pretty sure that was just a fuse. I just, it was just like, <laughs> they they were carting like 500 pounds of TNT, and they got a call to go rescue a guy. Yeah, that's how helicopters work. <laughs> right? Just a tank full of black powder. <laughs> tank full of black powder. So, I'm, I'm overlooking that in the sense that things blow up pretty easily in this movie. Right. So, right, this is one of the early scenes with LL Cool J. Yeah. The shark, um, it comes into the kitchen. Yeah. Right, and is chasing him around, and he he eventually locks himself in the oven to get away. <laughs> and the shark's, you know, ramming the, right. the oven. And then it's the gas line breaks. The, or the raptors from right. TF2 That's going right. after the kids. And then the, and the gas line breaks, and he's, he's right. he starts choking he's to death. starting to suffocate. <laughs> Which is, I love, because it's like an extra complication. It's like his, his day is not hard enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So he cleverly escapes. Yeah, he breaks it out of the oven. <laughs> Hacking his way out with an axe. <laughs> That's right. He hacks his way through the the oven and escapes. And uh, he turns around and does this cool guy. That's right. <laughs> Flick open a lighter. <laughs> I can't remember if he says a line. I don't you think killed my bird. Cheesy... Yeah. Because they killed his bird. Named I wish bird. he had like a cheesy line about something blowing up. <laughs> I, I, I wish he had a... I wish... <laughs> it was weird that the bird's name was Bird. I think... <laughs> It's my confusing aspect. It's lazy it's writing, right? I'm like, this guy would not. You telling me this guy wouldn't have a name for his bird? Yeah, the science babble and like the bird being named bird feels like just lazy. Writing. Yeah, that just feels lazy. Because he's such a great character, otherwise. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, well, he wouldn't. I mean, preach wouldn't name his <laughs> bird bird. <laughs> he's no fool. No. <laughs> Um, anyway, he blows up the shark. It's yeah. a good scene. It's a great scene. It's one of my favorite scenes in, in movies, period. But it's like, wow. it's a great... It's because you don't see that scene where you're surprised. You're genuinely surprised. It's it's also because... Uh, part of the reason I love Elgel Cool J's cover in, character in this movie is he is a fighter. Like, you know, they don't... None of the characters in this movie are wimpy. They don't necessarily give up. They get a little discouraged. But, like, he's literally the guy who's like... In the worst situation you can be in, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and he's still fighting every step of the way, which again happens at the end. Well, he's from the streets, right? You know, at the end when he's being attacked by the shark, and I was like, <laughs> "Well, he's dead. That's going to suck." I'm really it's movie. I remember that when I saw that the first time, I was really close to not liking the movie at that point, where he's getting attacked by the shark again. It looks like he's going to die, and then he stabs it in the eye until it lets him go. <laughs> and to me. That's what this guy is. This guy is like, you know, they, they rescue him and he's got his leg bleeding. He's still like, he's not dead. He's not going to stop because he's a survivor. He's a fighter. And and I just love that about him. I love that. His character just every time is awesome. Yeah, he's the only one who tries to punch the shark. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, to be fair, most of them get killed pretty... I mean, the sharks are pretty brutal. I think they underestimated Cool J, which is funny, <laughs> because they should have, because he's the one who's the only one who killed the shark before that. He killed two of the sharks. <laughs> no, no, he only killed one. She killed the second. Oh, yeah, he kills the last he one. Kills yeah, the last shark. That's true, he does kill the last shark. <laughs> I mean, he Hel- helps. Yeah, they I, help. It's he, a group effort it's to a kill group the last group. shark. <laughs> well, there's a big shark. He gets a credit there, though. He does get a credit. <laughs> Have credit. He gets 50% of the experience. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? All right. Well, I think that's it for scenes. We just yeah can uh, go through parts of the movie. Uh, well, like I said, it opens up with the, the kids, which is fine. I like that scene. And then there's a lot of that sort of establishing the characters. Which is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, which isn't bad. Um, it's I've seen much slower, but it's also not adding a lot. I don't think after a while. One part that I thought was jarring at the beginning here is they um, they're it, it's actually that um, office scene, mm-hmm. and they give her like forty eight hours <laughs> to come up with a solution to solve Alzheimer's. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me 48 hours. I'm going to science the shit out yeah, of this. Yeah, I'm just like, you have 12 minutes to, to cure cancer. Uh, I'm going to need 15. You're out. <laughs> so, yeah, they have all the regular and establishing shots. That's all normal. That's all stuff. They, they have the base, all that. Introduced. We get Thomas Jane gets introduced like as the guy swimming in the water and how yeah. he jukes, jukes out the shark. Of course, that shark at the beginning is just, it's a pretty harmless shark. It's not one of the super intelligent ones. Right. So. Well, I think... Maybe... No, no, that was the one they, they brought. Cause they, oh, the food, food shark. Okay. Yeah, the food yeah, shark. Because yeah, yeah. the sharks are so angry and jerk They just tastic that <laughs> <laughs> they eat only sharks. Which doesn't... That is a little hard to... Far-fetched. I'm like... It's like... They're racist sharks? I don't... <laughs> Why are they cannibals? <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess when you get smarter, you get angry at other sharks. <laughs> maybe, maybe they don't get all their shark references. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> maybe sharks are really tender. Yeah. And this is the part you're talking about, about like like too much foreboding. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few scenes here where people stare off at the water for a little while. Very. Like, <laughs> was it like, like how, as, tall, as how tall is that fence? Of, uh, yeah. And then it's like, okay. You know, he's, it's clear he's worried about the sharks getting out. But it really just makes sure it stops and goes like, it's like, well, we get it. That's probably going to be important. <laughs> if you thought this was going to be a gentle shark movie, Where's, there's a you line, were incorrect. There's a line when the one doctor says, beneath the glassy surface, a world of monsters or something like yeah. that. And I'm just like, it's awful poetic and, and foreboding. Like... If I was in the movie with her, I'd be like, oh, oh stop, stop saying stuff like that. Because you're setting up the monster. It's another instance of just kind of bad writing. I guess, you know, it's, it's a case of, of, I think it would have been worked better if she'd been more poetic regularly. Right. That's her only poetic line. Right, it's kind of jarring. Strange. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Because um, otherwise, if she'd been like that a couple times, right. it would have been for her character. So Sam Jackson meets um, the Punisher, whatever Thomas name Jane. Is. Thomas Jane. Nick Jack. Fury meets the Punisher. <laughs> right. <laughs> And he says something, you know, snappy or yeah. sarcastic or something. They don't like each other immediately. Right. And the, the girl scientist there goes, oh, you're lucky. You usually got, that you even got two lines out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> and they're setting this guy up as like the strong silent type. Yeah. But he never shuts up. <laughs> yeah, and he's not. It's not. He's, he's not too verbose. Talking. He's not too verbose, but he's pretty much just like okay. Yeah. He's not. He's not chatty. That's not the same thing. Right, but he's it's not, not. It's not. Not. He's not quiet. <laughs> like it's not like you talk to him and he goes like. Ugh. Yeah, he's having like normal conversations. Yeah, he's like like there's a scene where Samuel Jackson is confronting him about like his his background. And he's trying. Right. Sam Jackson's all trying to play all cool. Like he doesn't know about his ex con, the guy's ex con background and all that. And the guy's just like you know just calls him out on it. So I guess it's more like he's the no nonsense type. He's not the strong silent type. Yeah, it, it's just another part where it feels a little mixed up. Yeah, like they didn't know quite what they were going for. Right, right. <laughs> It's a little, it's a little jumbled. It's not terribly jumbled, but it's a little, little jumbled. So then they get the, they have a party. We don't care about that. It's fine. It establishes, it does establish the fake, fake out love, uh, love interest between the, between Thomas Jane and Seth oh, yeah. Burrow's character, That's... which is interesting because uh, uh, I think, and I've mentioned this spoiler alert that there there was a recut of this movie after test audiences. And I think that you can see that in some of this stuff, which actually kind of works still as a subversion by accident, because you're like, oh, the love interest, and I'm like, well, she's not going to survive very long, you know. And you know, normally, normally the love interest, you're like, oh yeah, you have your your your, your cool white guy, <laughs> your cool white chick. They're going to get together at the end, right. and in this case, it subverts that, and I think by accident because it wasn't intentional, but I think that actually works really well. Well, some people would argue that all like classics. Are created by accident. Oh, no, I actually there's something to be said for that. You know, you stumble into stuff by accident all the time. Right. Yeah, that's true. I actually hadn't thought about that, but yeah, nothing ever well, really happens with those. Because I'm pretty sure, and again, this this could be just hearsay, so you know, you have to do your own research if you want to do that much work, is uh, LL Cool J died, and you can definitely see, if you're looking for it, a part where he's kind of not necessary, where he can kind of disappear, and then he becomes necessary again because of reshoots. But the shots are a little different. Like I think you could tell. Yeah. And I think I think he died originally, and she didn't. And I think test audiences were like, "Well, that guy's awesome." And she's kind. I mean, she doesn't have to die for me, but she definitely is certainly responsible for what happens. She feels more disposable than he does. Yeah. At the end, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's that um, they gave him a line in post. Oh yeah, on that one scene. Yeah, I forget exactly what it was, but some foreshadowing. Oh, brother! Like brothers never make it through these situations. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell it's added in post. And I'm like, I actually like that. If somebody was like, "Well, we'll add that," because it's it's sort of a homage to yeah. the, you know, little a wink. So '90s movie, there was a zip drive. <laughs> somebody was actually using a zip drive in a movie, and it was awesome. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. that. You can tell the computer guy. <laughs> I'm like, those don't you people don't use those anymore? <laughs> I'm still using floppies. <laughs> Maybe hipster computer programmers. <laughs> hipster still computer use zip drives. Yo man, program my my computer in DOS. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's purer, man. It's purer. DOS doesn't coincide with zip drives. <laughs> Alright, never mind. You destroyed my joke. <laughs> it was a I, bad joke. <laughs> I do like that the during her her the doctor's surprise party there's the song in the background like a, I think it's a J Lo song. <laughs> oh, 1999. <laughs> Again, it's another movie like Killer Clowns that's not too dated. No, no, because really. that's not because it's in the background. Um, it's not obvious. But some of these things just you know. Yeah, yeah, gonna do that. Yeah. Oh, again, this isn't too dated. This isn't a very dated movie. Uh, partly because it's again it's it's not set in a it's just set in a lab. There's just people. 
Right. Nobody's trying to be cool. Close you have is like LL Cool J being cool, but he's just he's cool because he's a cool guy, not because he's hip. Sure. <laughs> he doesn't do all that. Oh, you know, it's like he's that, not trying to. Already. Yeah, they didn't do that thing where it's like, yo, yo, brother, don't do that. Oh, shut up. I mean, the close you have is where he talks about Samuel Jackson about the avalanche. And he's like, you know, brothers don't got enough problems <laughs> without going to get killed by avalanches, which I kind of like. Yeah, that was a good moment. <laughs> yeah, it's a good moment. Again, LL Cool J on fire. Oh yeah. So they pull up a, a shark out of the water to like suck some juice out of its brain. That's right. Um, and there's a little scene where you know the Punisher is um, like tempting the shark into. The well, this is the foreshadowing because yeah. the sharks are uh, like are writing. I mean, these people. I mean, I know why they're not. Again, they don't know they're in a horror movie, but they really are like sure. the shark. Sharks can't swim backwards, and they start realizing that. Sharks are coordinating, they start realizing that. Right. The sharks recognize a gun. Yeah. And they're kind of like... That's, that's off-putting. Right, and, and, and the only way Thomas Jane is able to catch one of them is by using his a decoy. He sends up his air tank as a decoy. decoy. And it's just like, uh, this is when you're right away like, well, something's gone wrong with these sharks. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which, you know, we knew it was coming. Right, you knew it was coming. I mean, I'm not going to watch a movie that's about regular sharks. Everything went fine. The yeah. end. <laughs> We've cured Alzheimer's. Well, that wasn't as exciting as I thought it would be. Is everything as it seems? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it's like the Jurassic Park where everything goes right. Yeah. Oh my god, the dinosaurs are loose. Oh no, never mind, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> One got loose, but we, we got him. We got a safety measure, it's alright. No problem. So he pulls up the fish. Right. I like his line where he says, did somebody order the fish? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's cute. And they have the the giant shark in the uh, they they suck it. they do all the thing where they suck out the brain juice. It's a good shot. It's a good shot. It's a good sure. sequence. Um, and then they magically cure Alzheimer's within two seconds of sprinkling spring <laughs> shark juice on it. That part seemed a little. I'm like simplistic. I get it. Ah, uh, whatever. Could I have mean... been more like she could have been like, well, look, it's it's like, but no, like literally, it's like sprinkle, boom, it's fixed. I think that might have been a stronger scene if they didn't cure all tires. <laughs> if it had just been like, oh, this is looking good. This is looking good. Yeah. They just had made these super intelligent sharks and <laughs> didn't achieve anything. <laughs> well, they don't in the end anyway. <laughs> well, sure. But... Uh, so then the doctor... I don't think the movie needed the like, scientific breakthrough. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, no, but there was just... <laughs> they have 48 hours to click, fix all diseases. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> Uh, and then the shark basically cut to the shark biting off a guy's arm. Yeah, the doctor, the most brilliant doctor in the, the world, most unfortunate doctor, the most unfortunate. The He's the beginning of his very bad, no good day. <laughs> <laughs> so the shark, who's supposed to be sedated, um... but they mentioned before that they're they're uh, they're already again they foreshadowed it that the, the sedation they're they're building up resistance. Oh, I missed that part. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because okay. he talks about when he, the, the teens get attacked, he talks about how he had to pump more in it than he expected. Okay. So even that's a little... I mean, I'll give credit for the movie. It, it's, sure. it's foreshadowed. The shark bites the guy arm off. And this is where I think the movie um, requires a series of coincidences to work. But it works okay because, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to accept that. You know? Sure. Because, like, the shark has to wake up and bite the guy. If it had woken up and had been the guy, that's it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They call in the uh, Coast Guard or whatever, and they show up to with the helicopter. But there's also a storm rolling in. 
which you need to because otherwise if the seas are calm and then the winch there's like three or four coincidences a little much this is this would probably be one of my i take this back this is one of my least uh, i'm willing to overlook it because we got to get there right but even like the winch the winch breaks and drops the guy in the ocean that was weak i'm that like was a pretty weak that's part. a lot of stuff going on you know really you didn't need the storm you could just literally have the winch break right well i don't need the storm the storm's not adding anything to it right but it is kind of like a, a do x machina yeah which is fine because universe, you really it really if you want to call it that yeah. that the winch goes yeah. out at that time because that'd be two things it'd be the shark biting his arm which isn't that implausible and the witch right. breaking which is not that implausible but the storm is just an extra level of unnecessary drama maybe because it's not like it comes up because their, yeah, their equipment immediately know. breaks. It's not like they're like, we can't call for help because no one's going to come for like 12 hours until a storm blows over. Maybe in another version of script, that I mean, was it. That must be it. The rest of the crew left. Right. They were going to leave anyway. Right. And <laughs> they're and, like, these guys go home on the right. weekends. And it's like, and they didn't get the chance to call. Literally everything, they're, 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 as soon as the stuff starts rolling down, they lose the ability to contact outside help. So it's like, you yeah. don't need the storm. I think maybe that might have been a different version of the draft. Must have been. Yeah. Anyway. So that, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Bad... <laughs> Bad luck. So the shark uses the doctor. Sorry for that guy. The shark uses the doctor, who is. um, They give him some kind of like air device. Yeah, he's got. So he's underwater, but yeah, which sucks. He's not even dead. (laughs) So they use the doctor's like gurney to break the window. Yeah, which Which sucks a little. uh, It's a little iffy. It's a little. The reason it's a little weird is it's like uh, I don't know why the shark couldn't do it itself if he could do it. Right. Um, it might have been different, I think, if they had said something like, well, this glass is too tough, or I don't know. I mean, again, because the shark later on is punching through steel doors. Yeah. Um, but here's my theory. My, you ready? Here's my theory. Oh, boy. That the shark, no, no, it's simple. <laughs> the shark doesn't exactly know its limits. And if you were a super, a super intelligent shark, you might not want to ram something as hard as you could. Because you could hurt Pretty yourself. Sure. Yeah. So, like, the first the shark uses the guy because it's, like, a good, safe thing. And then later on, when it starts getting getting tempted to leave, it's willing to take the chance. Okay. And and well, that's kind of a justification that's not really necessary. And it's not really even necessary that the shark... I think it's more like the shark was just like, here's a guy, I want to use him. And the shark doesn't like the people. Clearly, the sharks do not like the people. I'm willing to buy into this. Right. And this... And I still... This, like this, To me, this is, like, a genuinely creepy and sad scene because this poor guy... Oh, yeah. Not only is he, like, not dead still, he's just, like... He can't even just drown yet. Right. He's literally like, there's nothing he can do for him. Oh. Yeah, right. And, right. So presumably the window breaks and he's still alive in there. Right. Somewhere. He's out. I and mean, they, he eventually drowns. We find it out. Right. They, they close the door on him because, you know. Yeah, they, they have, have to. to. Yeah. And like the, the one woman, the doctor, the one uh, assistant his, his is really, yeah, she's really upset. She should be. And and she's treating it like she definitely is, is <laughs> like really emotionally upset by this which you should be I mean it's a it, it suck it's a pretty, pretty good scene <laughs> yeah about. yeah and so it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I think at that point we break to LL Cool J no it's a little later um, I think of, that he because at first they have that cool scene where like where the stuntman gets his ass handed to him by the wave that pushes him down the stairs <laughs> oh Which yeah is right right he's just kind of wandering around right. at this point point. and LL Cool J's got like the, the parrot the bird named Bird who's voiced by the legendary Frank Welker I guess <laughs> Scott does not know who Frank Welker is I, I still I, I still work soon. with him um, the legendary voice Scott, Scott uh, I mean uh, 
Frank Welker, voice of Scooby Doo, <laughs> Nibbler, every single <laughs> thing you've ever heard. Every cartoon ever. If you ever heard a cartoon animal, you've heard Frank Welker. He is Santa's little helper. He is everywhere, and he's most famous for his animal. But for a lot of us, he could do any animal pretty well. Um, so he does the bird because that's what this movie. That's where the most of the budget went. LL Cool J and the bird. <laughs> <laughs> what about those crazy shark effects? <laughs> those crazy shark effects. Yeah, they're pretty good. Pretty good. There's some, I think we got past it, but there's like a, a Star Trek-esque, the, like the whole structure takes damage scene when the helicopter rams into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that people were like falling different directions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that helicopter blows blows the hell up. And poor lady, radio lady, I can't remember her name. She, she gets just killed, yeah. like, not, like, just blown up. And and she had like maybe two scenes, and that was it. Is she the first death? She's the first. She uh, might be. The doctor the first, was still alive. Yeah, yeah, the doctor was still alive. Good for him. <laughs> and that's the thing, because she's the radio lady, and it destroys the radio tower. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so again, that's that's fine. You don't need the helicopter. Uh, I mean, you don't need the storm for that. I don't know, but uh, a series of unfortunate. Events. Right. It's a very <laughs> unfortunate. It's a very unfortunate day that the sharks take advantage of. <laughs> Once they get their opportunity, they go for it. Yep. Sharks know that once opportunity knocks. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> There's a lot going on in that shark brain. In that shark brain. Um, so once they cut back to the crew, like after the, yeah. the shark's broken in, um, there's a good Sam Jackson scene where he's finally like shouting at people. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> really, I mean, Sam Jackson's been pretty flat up to this point right um but once he gets going you know it's good yeah it's 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 a, it's a, it's a version of that scene. yeah <laughs> i well and uh, this does remind me of the thing I, I i definitely would talk about which is i like the ll cool jane uh blowing up the shark scene in the oven i think it's a great scene uh, i wish it wasn't cut but with the other scene of people explaining something about the plot i think that weakens it i think it's a really good scene on its own and i think it it deserved better than that um because you're right, then they cut before that, because this is before they, everybody dies, but they cut back and they explain, you know, the genetics of the sharks, that they've been genetically modified, all that stuff. Right. Which I like. I think that even though this movie does spend a lot of time on the science, perhaps a little too much, it also doesn't take, it doesn't drag its feet. Like, somebody immediately is like, like Samuel Jackson, what is it, like, there's this line where he's just like, uh... I actually wrote it down. I wrote it down where it's like, am I the only one who thinks that's odd? Am I the only asshole down here Yeah, thinks that's a tad bit odd? Right. <laughs> And and it's like they're they're immediately like, well, this is the point where they stop explaining shit. And they're right. just like, this happened and this happened, right? And we got to get <laughs> yeah. out of here. Yeah. So and I feel like that's a, a kind of a turning point for the movie. Yes, yes, because that's about the same time that the 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 thing and it just it said it cuts the scene. I mean, the, the scene's so good with LL Cool J, but it. It could be a little stronger if it was. I get to just enjoy it as opposed to cutting away from it. I agree. It. That'd be good as a just a long scene. Yeah, yeah. So L. Cool J blows up the shark, right? And then um, they he get then Ella, then Jackson gets eaten by the shark. Oh yeah! So he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. They get in that room with the pool. Yeah, um, and he's like pontificating. On, right. On well, some... the fact that even he gets eaten when he's. He knows that that's a problem. Like he's like his last words are like, "We're going to close up this hole," and then he gets eaten. <laughs> like he's not an idiot. He the team's, turned... team's falling into chaos. Yeah, 
He's telling the story about how man is the real monster. <laughs> and shark. <laughs> He's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> right. And uh, and it's a good scene. It's a good scene, and it's a good uh, subversion of expectations. And that one, I think, is an intentional subversion. That one was definitely, I think, in, I the, think mayor, so. in the script. I feel like that must have been there originally. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then they have to do that cool thing where they have to, like, when they're going to open the vent to escape... Uh, but if it's been compromised, then basically the pool, the the sub pool area the will pressure. pop up. The pressure will, and uh, and it's a really cool effect. I don't know. It's pretty. I'm sure it's probably simple. You probably just turned it upside down, a miniature, and <laughs> poured oh, sure. water in. But it's pretty cool. It's effective. <laughs> it's effective, and it's like, oh crap. And then they get in that shaft, and they're looking up at the the I guess the still burning wreckage of the helicopter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and pretty cool. That's like, pretty good. Like that is just like pieces of flaming rock falling around him. Yeah, and that 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 scene's pretty cool because it's like you got shark below you and fire coming down, <laughs> and uh, and then that's where the the one girl gets you know, finally gets killed. In place. <laughs> where she gets killed, which is a bummer because it's like it's a little bit like man should have saved her man. It, this one I. I don't mind it because it's kind of they've established that uh, anybody can live, and which is I actually think that's important. I think when you establish anybody can live, it changes the scenes. Yeah. Because when anybody can die, well, they just change the scenes. Well, I'm just that's not the same thing to me. I mean, because I, I have to invest in the idea that somebody might survive. And so when she's in the water, I'm like, oh, she might make it. Right. She doesn't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they played that one pretty straight. Yeah. Yeah. She said the uh, terrible. A line for every doomed character. I don't want to die. Don't say that. <laughs> if she just said, eh, I'm cool with it, the movie would have been like, okay. <laughs> it's my time. <laughs> that does fit, actually. Like, the, the rule about, like, in, in a story, it's like, if you are if you want to get pregnant, you can't get pregnant. <laughs> and if you, if you don't want to get pregnant, you get pregnant at a drop of a hat. So it's the same way. It's like, right. if you want to kill yourself, it's really hard. <laughs> right. But if you're like, I'm going to live, damn it. I'm going to, boom, bust at you. <laughs> you know, LL Cool J says, like, I'm not going out like this. Yes. He break, he, Which is similar. Yes, it is. Except that he's not going out. He doesn't right. want to live. He's going to live. Right. <laughs> no, you put your hands up, universe. <laughs> All right, so then they... the. They're, and then they're trapped in the shaft, and right. it looks like they're in trouble. And then LL Cool, cool J shows, shows up, up saves, saves him. him. And this is where I want to give credit to the movie too: is it has that cool like B B unit shot of like instead of wasting our time having them escape, like showing them climb out. Literally, you see the rope of of tied up like blankets or whatever that he used just being raised up, and the door shut. You don't even see any of the actors. It's like they're like, yeah, this is what happened. It's cool, and yeah. I like that that they didn't waste my time. Right. I wasn't like confused by that. We don't need to sit there and watch that. No, I don't. It's like unless something the shark's going to attack, I can make the logical jump. I, I don't give me false tension. You know what I mean? That sometimes they'll do it. Like, oh, I'm going to shoot the shot. Yeah, it's false. It doesn't matter. There are a couple of scenes of that. Yeah. Where I guess it was really early when yeah. they were doing that, where there's some some tension and. Yeah, the, 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 at the beginning, I think it was enough. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was plenty. Yeah. So then, when they get back some point in here, we get LL Cool J's theory of relativity. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which again, <laughs> well done, LL well Cool done. J. Yeah. And um, the, and was the other the the his at one point he picks up a camera and he's talking about like he's like what is that? Like I've been 
I've been at the pulpit. I've been at the bottle. I've tried my best to be a good father and a husband, and I've yeah. failed. So this is his last will and testament, right. potentially. And it's that moment where he's just like, the perfect omelet is. Because <laughs> he's the cook. And it's it's it could be cheesy, but it's not. I think he really sells it. He sells right. it. He's looking for something to say. Yeah. And his face just lights up. Yeah. He says, all right, perfect omelet. Has two eggs, not three. <laughs> It's like he's. That's this is right. his legacy. He's he screwed up everything in his life, but the one thing he hasn't screwed up, and the one reason he has he loves his job is, he is a cook. He is a chef, and he stands for that. And again, it makes me like him. Yeah, it's silly, but it's not. It's 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 very character driven, and I think it works really well. Definitely, he's he's he's, like, he's the best developed character, right? Because he's the because he would so easily be the least developed character, right? I I agree. I think he started as a side character, yeah. and um. Like you're saying, they tested it somewhere and found out that that was not the case. Yeah. Every time we put cool tape in front of the camera, the meter goes up. <laughs> I hear the ladies love him. <laughs> so there's something to be said, I guess, by for making movies by committee. Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, I, I uh, as a writer, I I still go to my workshop every week and we'll read stuff, and it'll be just like. Hmm. Five people said something. It's interesting. It's worth it's worth incorporating. So, yeah. Um, and then, um, then we have the the she goes back to the doctor goes back to get the science. <laughs> yes, right. So they've got this. This is your your scene about <laughs> electricity. Right. So earlier, I mean, after they've taken the shark juice out, <laughs> before he starts killing people, yeah, right. um, they've. They've discovered that they're they're onto something here, right? right? And the science was successful, <laughs> so they package it up <laughs> to a Ziploc baggie or something, right? <laughs> and leave it in a locker. So she's going back for the the science <laughs> results. Which here's the thing about that. Now I know I may be overthinking it, but it's like, well, as far as I can tell, the science that they did was just make super sharks draw their brain juice and sprinkle it on human brain cells. Do they need to have like research on that? It'd just be like my research is next time you make super sharks, be careful. (laughs) (laughs) I love that look on your face. Oh boy! Okay. I think it makes sense. Okay. Um, So they've they've drawn the juice from the shark. Shark like juice, he's a, like he's a ripe orange. <laughs> yes, um, and and discover that it's, it's working. So now they need to take this back to a lab somewhere and analyze the chemical structure. I guess I, I can accept that. I guess. Well, yeah, she'd have a vial still, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Then it makes sense. Then, all right. Um, I mean, I wasn't overthinking so... it anyway. I just thought it was. Yeah, I mean, with these things, it's not. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's just it's it's science with quotation marks, right. <laughs> where it's just like you know, These puzzle pieces aren't going to fit exactly. Right, 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 right. right. Um, and then she has to. She's cornered by the shark. That's right. Um, so she grabs a power cable. Right. Jams it in the shark's mouth. Right. And she stands on her wetsuit to avoid being electrocuted, right. which is at least a nod to physics. It's a very loose nod, sure. but it's there. It's actually not a terrible scene. No, right? no. I mean, sure, the shark got electrocuted. The problem I had was that um, the, the little science packet was shredded. <laughs> it was just floating in the water somewhere. And it's like burned and destroyed. Yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It also, it also seems a little cruel of the movie. It's almost like the movie's like, 
hey doctor, you know, you did some question roll things for good intentions. Yeah. Now no one gets to benefit. <laughs> it's like, you know, movie, I'm not worried about like the future of this universe you've created. Like, once the movie's over, I'm not gonna think like at least it'd be nice to be like, oh well, you know, at least they cured Alzheimer's in this universe. Right. If but in this movie it literally is like, no. I not guess even if that. they cured Alzheimer's, you'd have to think, well, not that many they, people died. Comparison to how many people could have died? <laughs> right. I mean, it's actually, it'd be like, you know what? As much as the doctor has some questionable methods, maybe that's it. Maybe we're supposed to end to think, well, that's why you should never mess with science <laughs> because it never works out. <laughs> it's a very, very Luddite <laughs> movie thing here. Well, to be fair, almost every movie about like Jurassic Park kind of thing. Oh, sure. Is really very Luddite, you know? It's I'd like, like to see one of these movies where the scientist is right. <laughs> It's like, look, I made, I made, I made a robots to help everybody. Oh my god, it's going to go wrong. Oh no, it didn't. Thanks. Oh, all right. I have a big complaint about the iRobot movie. <laughs> um, Isaac Asimov wrote right, right, the, the iRobot short stories. Right. And his premise was that a lot of movies at the time showed robots as inevitably being right. evil. Well, right. Yeah. So his 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 books, the idea was that robots were actually just useful tools, and as long as you use them correctly. Right, um, they could make life better for everybody. So, when somebody made a movie and called it iRobot, well, now you know that that was originally called something else, um, and they just stuck on the iRobot label. I believe that. Yeah, yeah, because it's not really. I mean, I like that movie, but it's definitely not. I would have been able to enjoy it if it wasn't called iRobot. Right, because it's it's. Well, I think that happens a lot where you'll 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 stick labels on. Uh, my, uh, in fact, um, my. Uh, I mean, the inside, I, if, a little you're, inside. if you're going to do that, that's fine. I don't know why I have to spit on Isaac Asimov. I, I think it's just people. They live, they, they think it's name recognition. In fact, uh, Sonny the Robot from My Robot is why I wrote my novel, The Automatic Detective. Really? Yeah, yeah because I, I really love that character, and I like the way he functioned, and I was just like, you know, robots really would make them ultimate action hero. <laughs> yeah. Because they're just like, they're, they're just functioning, they do their job, <laughs> they do it cool, they collect it, and I was just like, that's a really cool idea, and that's actually part of the inspiration for that, so... That's really cool. Yeah, I still don't like the movie. <laughs> I like the movie, but I do agree with your your complaint that it's like it's silly to call it. I, this is sort of the same uh, uh, complaint I sometimes have with uh, uh, Godzilla, the uh, Matthew Broderick version. Is it's like you know if it was just a movie about a monster, it I wouldn't be like, well, this isn't what God. I wouldn't say yeah. this isn't what your monster does because we have your expectations monster does. for Godzilla, right, movie. right, and I, I think that's I think that's. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna label something, use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the newer Godzilla was more Godzilla. Yeah, but it was terrible. Yeah, it, was it was really boring. <laughs> I mean, he looked like Godzilla, which I guess is nice, except that it was a really boring movie. I'm really angry about that movie. Don't get me started <laughs> on that movie. Every time that movie something cool is about to happen, the movie cuts away from it, and I'm just like, why? What are we doing? Is this the movie for God's... And, uh, you know, it's like, this is not building suspense. This is just somebody not wanting to show me the cool stuff. Yeah. Oh, more Brian Cranston. <laughs> yeah. Brian Cranston is like, oh, oh, I was right. I'm dead. <laughs> or uh, it's not like... It's like the World of the Worlds remake with Tom Cruise. Like, Ugh, I got yeah. so mad at that movie because, like, every time something cool is happening, the movie started showing me something else. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm not here to watch Tom Cruise hang out with this kid. <laughs> Um, I can't argue with that, and uh, and that's what I feel like the Godzilla, the new one, was like. As much as I wanted to like it, there's elements I wanted to like about it, but I was also just like, man, every time something cool's happening, you cut away from it, and it's just it's annoying the crap out of me. 
I don't understand the logic. <laughs> I, 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 I do have this thing like, like sort of our mission statement here about like enjoying movies. And ironically, I think sometimes people are like really trying to, to justify it. So it's like, well, it's like a monster movie, but it doesn't overdo it. You can't overdo it. It's a yeah. monster movie. That's what I'm there for. What's the uh, the other kaiju movie with the giant robots? Oh, uh, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Right. That's a good monster right. movie. Because <laughs> it's like when... You're like, yeah, they don't overdo the action, but when they do it, they're like, well, we're going to spend like 10 minutes with these robots, 15 minutes with these robots. This is a big thing. We've built up to this. <laughs> you're going to see a giant robot right. fight a kaiju. <laughs> it's not going to be like, you're right. They're not going to cut away every time. <laughs> it's like... It's like there's a Conan O'Brien bit about like the Matrix when it first came out, where it's just like uh, somebody like they show a scene of like somebody jumping, and, and it's like in their fake version of the Matrix, somebody's like, "Whoa, look at that guy jumping really high!" <laughs> and then they're like, "Wow, that other guy jumped really high too. I bet when he lands, it's gonna hit really hard." And then it's like, "It did." And so I feel like <laughs> whereas in Deep Blue Sea, they know we're there for sharks, and they're giving us sharks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> In the vein of killer clowns. That's right. That's right. Give the people what they right. want. <laughs> right. Um, uh, don't put coy. Don't tease me. Get to right. it. <laughs> that's what I kept feel, I kept feeling like well, God, I'm sorry. I don't want to get off topic, but it's like Godzilla. That's he oh, just kept teasing there. me. It kept teasing me every time. And I remember when I was watching. I even knew they were going to do it a lot because I, I was like, that's cool. But by the end, like like there was the third time where it's like there's a big pan on Godzilla. He's about to do something cool, and then we cut to another scene, and I was just, I got so angry at that movie. <laughs> I'm like, you get to do that once. Uh-huh. There's one point where, like, Godzilla's going to do something cool, like he's finding, I think, a monster in Hawaii or something, and then they show him, and he's about to do something cool, and then they show, and you see the fight in the background on a television. I'm like, what? You know, they did that in Cloverfield. And it made sense with the way the framework of that movie. It doesn't make sense in your movie where I'm not I'm not stuck with one person, one camera. You get angry, <laughs> angry at the blood. <laughs> if you need me, All I'll right. beat my angry dome. <laughs> yeah. Let's take it down a notch. All right, okay. <laughs> Finish up Deep Blue Sea. All right. Um, so at this point, they're, we're getting pretty close to the end. Yes. Right. Um, they do some stuff. <laughs> I don't know if we should even talk about. It. Well, they, they swim. Well, okay. They swim to the surface. The, right. The other guy dies in the process of getting the um, bilge pump to Right. Run. And his so is pretty brutal. Yeah. His is pretty brutal. Like, Yeah, yeah. It's very sudden. <laughs> and, it, and it's very, like, rough. I mean, it, it's like, oof. He's Michael Rappaport. Like cut in half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and, just, and you still, like, you get the close-up of his face where it's like, this This happens a lot where... Um, the, uh, the Punisher well the Punisher like sees somebody die yeah and just kind of turns away <laughs> does something else oh, I don't you, know what he's gonna what do you gonna do I can save the lower half I guess he's pretty desensitized at this point but he just he doesn't seem affected by much of it uh, you know maybe he's seen some shit he's well he has yeah he does you know well he, at this stage I think you're just I'm just trying to survive that's fair so he gets out and then the LL Cool J Saffron, Burroughs, and uh, Thomas Jane. There are three of them. They're going to go up to the top. They're going to have to swim to the final bit of the surface. Right. They come up with a plan to use bubbles to like distract the sharks to make it blurry. Yeah, that and, seemed really clever. Right? And this is a good scene, too, because, again, and once again, they're like, the water's rising, and they know they're going to have to take it, and LL Cool J's like, we're going to do it. He starts doing his sermon, <laughs> his, his cool <laughs> sermon, and he starts getting like, you know, because we're the baddest motherfuckers. You know, it's like great... <laughs> 
it's a great sermon and he's like can i get an amen and they're just like amen he goes no i can't hear you <laughs> and it's like yeah right and they swim to the surface it's up. <laughs> right and they swim to the surface it's a pretty good shot it's a pretty good scene it's very tense you're like oh my god who's is there gonna are they gonna make it and then the shark attacks LL Cool J. This is the second time LL Cool J gets attacked. And it looks like he's done. There's no way he's not going to yeah, make it. Yeah, he's in the shark's mouth. And yeah, it's like, it's clear. It's not like, yeah, it's, it's not like it nipped him. It's got him. It's dragging him. Now, some of the sharks have, um, some of the other people just immediately get cut in half. Yeah, I assume. Whereas, I, I don't know. Maybe I assume, old, old Cool J got snagged on a tooth or something. Well, my theory is that, uh, you know, it's like, it's like um, you know, you're, you're trimming tree branches. Sometimes you nail it. Sometimes you're like, boom, I'm on fire. And then you get that one and you hit it the wrong angle. I don't like that. You hit it the wrong angle and you can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know what? I think we can all relate to this. You caught on like a femur. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh. His belt. His belt got in the way. And you know, you're trimming a tree match and you're like, why is that little twig getting in the way? How is it messing everything up? That's what I think is happening to the shark. <laughs> Well, I'll buy it. <laughs> I think the shark's like, man, I'm so, so good at snapping him in two, bite size. <laughs> this is just embarrassing. It's just off his game a little bit. It's off his game. <laughs> it happens. So like I was saying, LL Cool J punches the shark a few times. Uh, he's like yeah, him with his he's still box. fighting. And you're like, what? you're watching the scene at first, you're like, I'm not, he's not going to make it. Right. He's the only one who seems to have any struggle in him. Well, because the, the other one's attacking him. They're pretty brutal the other times. This one, he got lucky. Sure. He got lucky where they only took a piece of him. The, the blonde scientist, I think, had a chance to... Yeah, but, to fight a little bit, but shoot. But she was also at a bad character. angle, to be fair. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, L. Cool J punches the shark, gets loose. Well, he he takes out his crucifix and he stabs him in the eye. Right. And I'm like, and then and then Thomas Jane rescues him, and I was just like, that's an awesome scene. Reminds me scene. of, and, and it's a hint for something I'll talk about in the future. I'm gonna have to, uh, anacondas hunt for the blood orchid. <laughs> For that reason too, which I will not spoil, but I will just say, if the reason I like Hunt for the Blood Orchid is the same reason I like this, is there are people who will, like you think are going to die, who don't die. And I think it works really well. And I think it works great in this scene because, uh, and again, this is the part where I think LL Cool J was going to die because the black guy always has to die near the end. <laughs> yeah. and, and he doesn't. Yeah, this would have been a twofer with uh, Sam Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. LL Cool J. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was a pretty good scene. Um, and then they come up with, uh, like a, I think they show it earlier. It's like a crossbow with dynamite. Well, they have the, they have the, the, the weapon. They have the thing they use. It's a tranquilizer, um, tether gun. Oh yeah. Okay. So, but they basically do is they, at this stage they're like, Thomas Jane's like, it's going to get out. It's going to get into sea and we have to kill this thing. Um, for vengeance. (laughs) And also because we don't want super sharks in the ocean. Sure. The dark future of Jabberjaw shall come to pass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the intelligent killing machine not getting away is a pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they uh, they make basically a, a bomb using the, t- the the basically charges for the the crossbow thing. It's an interesting bomb because they put some black powder into the crossbow bolt. Right. But they need. A current to set it off. Right. So there's a tether that comes back that they're going to... Attach to a battery. They're going to touch the battery. Touch to a car battery or something. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Uh, So um, the Punisher, whatever his name is, (laughs) goes out. (laughs) 
<laughs> Zam and the crossbow, and the shark's too far away. It's like, I can't do it, the shark's too far away. Yeah. So, uh, the, the science, lady scientist um, has her moment of right. self-sacrifice, altruism. She, she cuts her hand, jumps in the water to the blood, and the shark, because the shark is too stupid... This is what comes. With, this is actually what I do think comes with intelligence. This is where I buy this in this movie. It was like if the shark had been dumb, it wouldn't have given a damn. It would have just swam for yeah. the ocean. Because the but shark the sh- should be full, but <laughs> right. Plus, you're not going to get that much anyway. When you, like, that shark's huge. That's that's a that's the bite. You're not going right. to risk your freedom for like a, a chip. It's an appetizer. <laughs> yeah, but this is the case where the shark is actually so hateful. <laughs> <laughs> he, he won't pass up the opportunity. He won't pass up the opportunity. She, I think, it's a she. And uh, so she comes back, and this is this is the scene. This is where I think the edit, because the edit is, is it looks like uh, Saffron Burroughs, the doctor, is about to make it out, and she doesn't. And I think this is where the audience has wanted her to die because she basically is responsible for all this. Yeah, you know, I think the studio took it too far where they're like, oh, so you want her to suffer? So and then none, none of her signs matters, and everything sucks all the time. Yes, thank you, I appreciate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> You think that was a passive aggressive death scene? <laughs> I think I think they were like uh, the executives were like, "Oh, she should be punished," and they were like, "So audiences hate it when anybody benefits from bad science." <laughs> it's like that's not what they meant, movie. So she gets killed, right? And it's not <laughs> she just doesn't swim away fast enough. Well, she she does get to the ladder, and that's what I mean. It breaks off. I think that's like I bet that's Did a it break issue. Off? Yeah, she gets to the ladder. She tries and, and she can't. She's still struggling, huh. and so. He comes in to save her, but it's too late. And this is, again, where I think... I think in the original version, he jumped in the water, and he probably might have saved her or distracted the shark. Yeah, probably. Um, but then he gets... So the shark comes after him, but he's the shark juker. Yep. He gets juke a shark. This is totally set up from the beginning. Right, the right. <laughs> and uh, he totally jukes the shark, which should be like a skating move, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's say that. <laughs> and he grabs on the shark fin. Yeah. And now he's he's riding the shark. That's right. <laughs> so guess who comes back to save the day? It's all cool. Jay. That's right. And he, like, somehow he knows, even though he doesn't know that he was kind of out. Yeah, he wasn't really there. That's why you can tell. Like, this is but... this is reshoots. He shoots the shark. Well, first of all, you have the cool thought where the, the shark's trying to uh, to scrape off Thomas Jane. Yeah. Like a like a, a tie fighter or something. <laughs> 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 the shark's like, I'm taking you down. That's right, that's right. And uh and then Elika shoots him with the the harpoon, which catches Thomas Chain too. Because <laughs> they're like, This movie is never against somebody having a worse day. <laughs> right? <laughs> so Guy gets his arm bit off. Oh, that's pretty bad. Okay, then he, he falls in the ocean and he's attacked by a shark. Oh, that sucks. Oh, but he's not dead. <laughs> Nobody comes out of this on skates. Uh, so. <laughs> so then the uh, yeah the shark is is swimming through the hole. Yeah, and he scrapes off Thomas Jane. Well, uh, Thomas Jane scrapes himself off. He gets off somehow. Because he grabs the chain link. Right, because he's attached to the shark by the, the harpoon. Now. Right, but it's <laughs> but like in his leg. He manages to get it out. Well, because he, he grabs it and it pulls it out. Yeah. 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 And then... Thomas Jane lives. Thomas Jane lives. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoiler alert, even though this is after the spoiler section. And then LL Cool J blows up the shark. The shark blows up. The shark blows up. <laughs> happy ending And uh, Happy ending-ish. 
Uh, and then the... we stopped that damn science. <laughs> <laughs> Good riddance. <laughs> and then uh, Thomas Jane and LL Cool J are just sitting there relaxing when the crew comes for. I guess to find out they're going to get new jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and does that that part where it's like, are you sure there were only three sharks? And then Tom Shane like pulls his legs out of the water, which is cute. Yeah. Um, and then the movie ends and... <laughs> and there's still, there's still a little bonus in there for you. LL Cool J has written the Deep Blue Sea rap. I, I, it was, rap it actually wasn't written by him. I was looking at the credits. It wasn't written by what? him. What? Uh, unless that was maybe one of his real name. Because, uh, but uh, yeah, the the rap deepest bluest. I'm very disappointed. Shark fin. <laughs> Parentheses shark fin. Which I enjoy. This goes back to our Killer Clowns episode. <laughs> I'm enjoying movies where they have a song specifically for the the plot. Like you know, Music he's describing the movie. It. right because the rap, the shark rap is like literally talking about like I'm gonna make kill the sharks and. <laughs> You yeah. science, oh no! And it's it's a good. It's a, I can't rap. I'm not cool enough. But uh, <laughs> keep practicing. But that's, I'll get there. I do enjoy the fat beat, Joe. <laughs> from the streets. From the streets. So uh, that uh, LL Cool J's uh, closing rap is delightful. <laughs> yes, it is. Makes the the ninja rap look like hell. Wow, you can't really compare Vanilla Ice to oh, Cool J. I know you can't. Um, that's it. All right, uh, final that's thoughts. The movie. I enjoyed the movie. Um, so, like I was saying earlier, I I remember liking it more, mm-hmm. but it's it's a solid movie. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a solid movie. I think I think it's got good pacing. It's got a few, I think, weird things because of the. Rewrites and reshoots, I believe. Yes, but nothing major, nothing but, like distracting. Right, despite them recutting all that stuff, yeah, it's still it, it's done well. It's done right. well, and also uh, LL Cool Which J is not just, usually the case, right? Yeah, if yeah. The movie's been recut; it's probably doomed. <laughs> you can usually sell. I mean, I've heard some stuff with Suicide Squad where you can tell some of that. Yeah, where it's like, uh, what, like uh, I haven't seen it yet, but like Deadshot gets introduced like three times, which is kind of a weird hmm. uh, cutting thing, um, and then. Uh, but I think it's got solid pacing. I think it's got solid direction. Um, I really like. I think the sharks are cool. Um, and I every time LL Cool J's there, he, he's and he's there a lot. It's not like he's not <laughs> enough. He's there enough to win me over. And I like Thomas Jane's character too. I thought Thomas Jane's character was pretty. Solid. And I like almost all the characters. They, they nope. There's no annoying character. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nobody does that thing where they panic and make the situation worse. Which I think about right. is something I really like about this movie. Somebody almost does, and it gets talked down by Sam Jackson. Right. And that's okay because that was it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You know, because I don't mind when someone almost panics. I don't even mind if someone panics or like does something crazy. Like when they open the 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 pool and because the, they know they're going to have to take that chance and the right. the water pressure breaks in. Um, but that's not the same as somebody just doing something stupid to keep the plot going. It's like every freaking zombie movie. At some point, somebody's going to panic and open a door right. they shouldn't open. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. No, just don't do that. <laughs> And nobody does that in this movie. You know, the, uh, even the, the 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 confluence of events for the sharks escaping is is it's it's a little bit stretching credibility, but it's not stretching credibility in the sense for somebody to be stupid. Yeah, right. <laughs> and this is just like Killer Clowns. The people in this movie are not 
acting irrationally. No, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I would like to believe we're the first people to compare these two movies. I think all movies will be compared to Killer Clowns. Well, <laughs> as we podcast. established last time, Killer Clowns is the <laughs> alpha <laughs> juice that powers all well, movies. Well, isn't, isn't it the? Um, <laughs> am I the only? You know, what is it like? Am I the only son of a bitch who thinks something? <laughs> Like that's that's odd or something like that about that. It's sort of the equivalent of why they shoot popcorn at us because they're clowns. I think that this movie does a good job of that, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, I think executives might have underestimated our intelligence, but I think it's just a fun movie, and I think it's it's got a lot of uh, solid filmmaking behind it. Yeah, there's like a lot of good bits here. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about what we're gonna do next. No, we didn't. All I right. guess it'll be a surprise. All right, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> For everybody. <laughs> For everybody. <laughs> uh, one thing I do want to say before we go. Okay. Um, I mentioned before we watched the movie, but there is a Return of the Killer Clowns in 3D. Yeah. That may or may not be in production. It, I don't know. You know, I'm, the only reason I'm optimistic is Chiodo Brothers. The Chiodo Brothers want this to happen. Yeah, if they're involved, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm on their side. You know, a lot of times I'm like, ah, you're not going to, it's not going to be great, but. But the Chiyota brothers involved, okay, I'm optimistic. <laughs> yeah. There's a slim hope here, but there's hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, with that. All right. Well, then, uh, he's got. Do we put oh. <laughs> up on it? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to beat you to the punch. He's Lee. <laughs> we, just, we just saved the movie. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Fishing to see but barracudas are equal to a half-human predator created by a needle. Jet black eyes, baby, they stare while you sleep. When your Titanic sink, I'm the one you gon' meet. Hearing terrified screams, they surround my team. All you see is trails of